All right, everybody, welcome back to the Light the Fight podcast special episode called The DM. It's going down in the DM. (laughs) (laughs) If any of you are, uh, I'm sure all of Heidi's fans are big hip-hop fans. Um, There might be a few. There might be a few. I'm sure there is. There's a very funny uh, Instagram hip-hop song a couple years ago called Going Down the DM. So that's what I was... Some crazy stuff to. does go down in the yeah. DMs. That is not a lie. This is not the some typical, problems. This is not the typical DM. So what we're going to be doing is fielding questions from uh, our Instagram about relationships in your life. And so the DM is what we're calling it. This is DM episode number one. And we picked a question that I thought, well, just a great question, but more importantly than a great question, this is a real question, you guys. This is something that a person is not just trying to like, send us a question like to because they have an idea or thought that they're hoping we could weigh in on no this is a real life experience a real life situation that is very close to home with Heidi and very close to myself so Heidi why don't you go ahead and uh, read the question and then we will weigh in on this question what I want to add to this is that I feel like I've heard this question multiple times too um and so I'm just gonna sort of I'm gonna read this and I'm not gonna tell you you know who it's from that person will probably know um so she says i'm really loving the light the fight podcast thank you so much for opening up and sharing your experiences they're helping me so much my daughter attempted suicide and it's been a difficult time for our family we went to therapy afterwards and things seem to be okay but in reality nothing has changed she's become depressed and had some extreme behaviors recently and it's just been so hard I think we overreacted and did all the things I now know we shouldn't have. I guess my question is, how do we move forward now? She won't talk or open up. She refuses to go to therapy. Complete shutdown. Um, and then she goes on to just say, I'm feeling some hope for the first time, but I'm unsure how to move forward. I think that when I got when I read this, of course, my heart just goes out to this mom. Um, and especially that whole, like, I think we overreacted. And now I know um, that there were some things that I did wrong, which I definitely can relate to. And I think that, frankly, there's no manual. There's no parenting manual. So we we don't we're not trained we're not prepared for these experiences and so um as you do start to learn this is i think this is a great question and and one that i don't have the answer for so luckily we have our resident therapist <laughs> the, oh that's me yeah that's you so the, oh, okay. that, that was your cue david okay i was staring at my degree going man if people only knew, I paid thirteen dollars. I'm just kidding. Um, so, okay, I, I always like to kind of go backwards a little bit from the beginning of the question. So, her daughter was suicidal, right? Did she have a suicide attempt? Did it say in the very beginning of that? Yes. Okay, she had a suicide attempt. That was some time ago. Yeah, some time ago. Says they kind of worked through it. She alluded like she doesn't want to go back to therapy, so they must have went to therapy. Probably got through that. And as they got through that, maybe the daughter started to struggle again. Sounds like the mom's overreaction came from the second round. It's like they were they were overreacting to some of these issues, behavioral issues, things start coming up again. So this is a perfect opportunity for you as a parent um, to completely wipe 
the past away. But before you wipe the past away with your daughter, because she's seeing that you guys, or I'm assuming she's trusting that your reaction to whatever she's doing shows her that you can't handle the truth. Can't handle what she's going through. Can't handle what she's feeling and dealing with. Creates paranoia, hysteria inside of you guys for, for good reason. And you start to react in a way that logically you know you shouldn't be reacting to her situation. So let's address the elephant in the room first of all. Even in the question, and for good reason, it's obvious to me you're parenting scared. Well, amen, hallelujah. Is there any other way? I mean, parenting scared, that is, that is, that is, I mean, that is my whole, it, it sucks. So I just want to address that because if we just say you're parenting scared, it's not a, it's not a diss on you. Um, it's not a, a criticism. It's a reality. When anyone does anything scared, you know, it can cause some problems. You know, it can make a, ch a challenging situation more complex. So if you recognize that you're parenting scared and you understand that and you accept that, you take ownership, this say, yes, I am parenting scared. Well, then the second thing is really easy to assume. If you're parenting scared, you may not be parenting the way you want to be parenting and you're parenting in a very reactive, primal, fear of your daughter life sort of way because this is a potential life-threatening situation. So all your fear, all your parenting in that scared place is valid, but it's not helpful. Okay? So now let's get to the next part. If your daughter's gotten older and this suicide attempt was a while ago, I'm assuming she's learned more since that suicide attempt and probably feels internally inside of herself that you guys don't give her credit for her changes and for the things she has developed. She may be even not even really considering suicide. She just may be feeling that she's going back to a similar dark place or similar struggles that she felt at the time that she was feeling suicidal. Now I'm making a lot of assumptions. Hopefully I'm being general enough to encompass whatever your scenario is. But now to be more specific, this is your opportunity to undo the past. Jedi mind tricks are my favorite mind tricks. <laughs> I, love so, I love it when he starts giving you the Jedi mind tricks. So if you haven't, you know, watch Star Wars or have any idea what I'm referring to a Jedi mind trick, just Google it real quick and, and you'll learn <laughs> or ask the person next to you. I'm sure they'll be able to tell you. You know, Yoda used to always do these Jedi mind tricks where, you know, you know he'd be like, happy you will be. <laughs> Not scared you will behave. So these are my Jedi um, Yoda tricks that you can use with your teenager. Every teenager I've ever talked to wants their parents to respect them, their opinions, their ideas, regardless how ludicrous they may sound at the time. Give them trust. Say, hey, you know, I do a lot. Teenagers tell me they do enough throughout the day and throughout their lifetime for their parents to trust them. And they've had some mistakes. So the mistakes being few shouldn't overwhelm the trust. And they want freedom. And when you're dealing with suicide, it's easy to say, I can't, you know, it's hard to respect because, you know, respect your freedom and give you the trust because you've been in a dangerous situation before. I get that. That's a real, that's a valid argument. But I always err on the side of preserving the relationship if you can check the very first box that your kid is safe. 
So if your kid is not suicidal at this moment, if they're not attempting suicide, if you're not finding a plan, if that is not where they're at, but you see a lot of the things going on in their life that were similar in their life when they were suicidal, we have to separate the two. They're not in danger, but you're fearful that they could go back to a dangerous place. So in that particular scenario, here's how I want you to address this. I want you to activate the part of your child that wants to be an adult. Everyone wants to be loved, respected, appreciated. Everyone would prefer to be the hero than the zero. Like if you had a choice, could you be the hero that everybody's like, thank goodness you are alive because you've given us so much betterment in our lives. Everybody, most people would take that over you are the problem of our whole entire life. You're the reason why our family is struggling. So the Jedi mind trick I would use in this is activating her hero. What you do is you go to her and you have to start implementing these small statements over a course period of time. You don't want to come on too strong because then she'll sniff it out. She'll see, ah, oh, they've got an agenda. Teenagers are really good to know if you're setting them up for something that you want them to be doing versus something that they want to do. I don't know. Let's use the example like going to counseling, seeing a therapist, which was in her question. So if you would feel better that she was going to see a therapist and a counselor, don't say, well, if you try it and she ignores it, don't keep on nagging her about it. Use some of these tactics. Let's say your daughter's name is, gosh, hopefully I don't guess their name right. Let's do something crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Daniela. I don't know, I'm like, I was like, I was like trying to like, what's like Daniela? Okay. Let's say your daughter's name is Daniela. So it helps me have a name to say this. It's like, Daniela, I know I've been getting after you about your behavior a lot. I know I'm freaking out like it was two years ago when you're suicidal. I need to work at not accusing you of being in a worse place than you are. I know I've asked you about going to therapy and counseling, and here's what I should be telling you. Instead of asking you, why won't you go to therapy and counseling? Instead of trying to pressure you to go, I'm just going to remind you how much you've learned from your last experience in your suicide till now. I need you to teach me that you're in a better place by talking to me, not only just to tell me all the great things you're doing, but to tell me the things that you're struggling with. But here's a problem. You may not trust talking to me because I freak out every time. So here's what I want you to do. I give you permission to tell me if I'm freaking out. Now, I may not agree, so give me permission to disagree with you. But if you think I'm being freaking out, if, I, if I'm being overdramatic about your situation, please tell me. But here's what I want to remind you of. You are being very dramatic at the worst time of your life. And then all of a sudden, you're suicidal. So my brain can't see the difference of the two. I want to be able to help you, but I know I can't force you to get help. So I just want to remind you, I'm proud of you. You've come a long way. Please be patient with me and please help me not to freak out just because you're having a bad day. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are really struggling and suicidal, please tell me that. I promise I won't freak out. We'll get some answers for you. I may not be the best person for you. I know you don't want to go to therapy and counseling, but let's face it. When you went to therapy and counseling last time, you got out a lot out of it. Maybe you don't need it right now, but I'll, let, I'll leave that decision up to you. 
Now that's one scenario. I've had that tip, typical, that type of scenario, which is why I went to that one. I could give you 30, 40 different scenarios when you just go up there and say, listen, I don't know if you're having a great day, but I'm getting a good vibe from you. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. And then you walk away. You know, one, pe one thing a teenager told me a long time ago that really motivated them to change was that their parents were giving her a, comp a bunch of compliments for things she did not feel she was deserving of. I said, really? She said, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. So my parents are telling me, by the way, I told her parents to do it. So it was a little, in they, had, they had an inside <laughs> There help. was some Jedi mind trick happening. But she goes, yeah, my parents are telling me, like, we see you working really hard in school and, and you're working, you know, a lot harder than you were last quarter. And you know, keep up the good work. And they stopped checking my schoolwork online. Now, this is a girl who attempted suicide. Her parents came to the firm reality when it comes to her safety or if it comes to social studies, it, the social studies can wait, right? You can always go to summer school. You can always do a packet somewhere and make that up. Her safety is more important. So they started giving her compliments because she at least was looking and pretending to care about school. She's like, I'm just pretending. I wasn't doing any more schoolwork. But her parents kept on saying, good job, good job, good job. She admitted to her parents, hey, you know, I, I appreciate that, but I actually should be doing a lot more. And they're like, oh, really? Should be? They got really good at playing dumb, by the way. She goes, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, have you not checked my grades lately? And the parents are like, no. By the way, the mom did. I just told her, don't tell her that you did. And she goes, no, we haven't. She, she goes, yeah, well, you know, so I got a C in this class and a D in this class. I know what I need to do. And she started telling her parents all the stuff that she knew she needed to work, work on. Her mom was like, that was the biggest win of her whole entire high school career. Her daughter would actually never tell them. She would only tell them the reasons why she didn't do it versus telling them the things that she needed to do to complete it. It was a complete 180. So the mom just sat there going, whatever's happening, it's good. She listened to her and said, hey, honey, I don't want to stress you out. Don't worry. It sounds like you know what you need to do. So I trust you'll do it. Mom walked away. That daughter, the last two weeks, by the way, this was another success. Usually she'd wait to two days before the grades were going to come out to turn everything in. Two weeks, she started practicing, started going. She started getting really stressed. The mom was like going, oh my gosh, I don't know if my daughter can handle the stress of schoolwork because that was part of her suicide attempt before. Because it was a small part of it, right? And the mom, I kept on telling the mom, that's a good thing that she stressed out about schoolwork. Like, you know, if like you didn't go to work for three days in a row because you had a fake illness and you're stressed, you're going to lose your job. Good. You should be stressed. You're going to lose your job because you're kind of like, oh crap, they know I'm BSing, right? Teenagers have the same worries and stress that you're going to sniff it out. But if you don't sniff it out or if you pretend not to and you tell them, hey, I'm sure you got this. And if they come to you in the last hour, I don't know what to do and they break down and cry, then you can say, tell you what, let's see how I might be able to help you. Oh yeah, you waited too long in this. Can't help you out with that. So you know what that means? You got to do a packet, got to go to summer school. Don't worry, we'll figure it out that then. Let's move on to, this, to the subject you can resurrect and save before the grades come out. Prioritizing which one's the most important thing and moving forward. In order for your kids to come to you and allow you to help them with those things, they got to respect your reactions. They got to trust you. You're not going to freak out. And they got to believe that even if they tell you the truth, what's going on, you're not going to be taking away their freedom, at least not immediately. Let them, their grades, give them consequences. 
not you being disappointed that they didn't follow through with your expectations. Don't let that be the consequence. You know, the thought that came to my mind, and obviously I'm not, I'm not a professional. We all know that. But... <laughs> The, You're the, a professional, the, just not at this. <laughs> but, you know, when, if there's one thing that I know about the, my kids that even aren't professional, aren't all teenagers, is that I can't control their behavior as much as I would like to and have tried, believe me, right? Um, my best shot at, um, affecting their behavior is changing my behavior and I, I think that that's what I'm really hoping will happen and I know you get mad when I say I, what I hope will happen what what will happen as you change from state from questions to statements as you get control of your facial expression when they tell you something or when you find out something when you when you actually don't freak out, when, when you do prioritize the things that you're upset about, that will cause and affect their behavior without you having to try to physically get them to do what, what you want. And that's why I think that what we're talking about here, and you know, you've said, I now know that I overreacted. How do I start over? I think that you just start today. You just start implementing these things. Start making positive statements. Start not triggering their shame. Start smiling at them. Start driving in the car and listening to the music loud. Bring down the stress and bring in the relationship and start there. You, you can't go back and fix what's happened. You still have her. So you still have a hope and a, and a chance. And I think it's okay to admit, man, I've screwed this up in the past. And I'm so thankful that I still have you and that I can still learn because I am all in to help you. And all this other stuff doesn't matter. You matter. And, and I think that as you incorporate these things into your, into your relationship, there will, there will be small changes. And it won't happen tomorrow and it won't happen the next day. But it can't not happen as you create that connection, get on the same page. And, and I can say that, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't have Corey here. I, I can't fix that. But I can say that I have recovered from some sticky situations um, with my other teenagers and have felt like I'm getting better because I'm using these tools. And I'm thankful for that. Well, I'm, I'm thankful for you just sharing what you're sharing. Um, it's, I mean, you're speaking to a mother that, you know, she's going to listen to what you're saying. Hopefully she takes into consideration what I'm saying as well, too. Yeah. Um, you know, not have been, you know, obviously I'm not a mom, but I haven't been in that position with a child yet. 
um, yet. Hopefully never, obviously. But one thing I did want to add to that is a lot of parents have given me the criticism. They say, hey, if I give my kids complete freedom to weigh in on my mistakes and point out when they feel I'm being over the top in a scenario, in a certain scenario, that's all I'm going to hear from them. They're always going to criticize me. And I said, well, actually, from my real experience, not just the idea or the thought of what I just said to you, from my experience, the complete opposite happens. When you give someone permission to be a part of your development and your process and your progress, they become a partner with you in your own development. As parents, why do we do 90% of the things we do in our day-to-day life for our kids? They're already your greatest motivating factor and influencer. Shouldn't they have a chance to weigh in on your development? If you can't take your kids weighing in on what you're doing, then you're basically saying the people who are closest to me that knows me the most has no say in my life. It's complete opposite of what you want them to do for you. You want them to consider your suggestions and your ideas. You want them to listen to you. Do yourself a favor in the relationship and do your kids a favor by telling them they have a huge say and a huge voice and in affecting you as a human and then give them the opportunity to practice it, but you have to say it, you have to mean it, like Heidi is well aware of and she's telling all of you guys out there, you, your body language has to say that you mean it. You can't be like, yeah, feel free to tell me whenever you think I'm being dramatic. That's not gonna work. You have to look them dead in the eye and say, hey listen, I know I have a tendency, apparently people have been telling me for years that maybe I go a little too extreme sometimes. And then they'll get a good laugh out of that and say, however, that's the problem, not the solution. The solution is, is You've influenced me more than anyone in my whole entire life. Since the day you were born, you've been always teaching me something. So the least I could do is give you the microphone for you to actually talk to me about it. Now, Grant, I'd prefer you not do it in front of my family, uh, on social media, pull me aside, and so we can have some one-on-one talks, but I really want you to give me feedback. Well, if we sit and talk about, like, we compete with our strengths and we connect with our weaknesses, that, that happens with the kids, too. If you just try to come at them with their, your strength and your power, I'm your parent, that's why. You're not going to connect there. They're, we want the submission. We may or may not get that, right? But if we admit our weaknesses, there's going to be connection, whether we like it or not. It, I, I mean, we'll, we'll like it. It's a hard. It's harder. And it's hard like we've talked about. We Most of you listen to this podcast, most human beings you know, it's my terminology, but we were raised in a very shame-based parenting approach. So it's hard to say, oh, I was taught how to control situations by my parents' actions. As good as your parents may be, they're probably a little bit more on the controlling side. But now I have to live and parent my kids in a place where we have to be partners instead of me controlling their outcomes? Yeah, if that seems harder and you wish you could go back to your parents saying, Kids should be seen and not heard, which is what I heard as a kid, and these very like controlling authoritarian ways of parenting. Yeah, you may entertain the thought of like, I wish I could go back to that because it seems so much easier. But what's your goal? To produce someone that wants to control everybody in their life or produce someone who's a free thinker? Produce someone who can create solutions or someone who can pour gasoline on problems? I know I want to create free-thinking, solution-focused people instead of problem-saturated kids because that are entitled and expect me to do everything for them because I think the world doesn't have a shortage on that. We don't need more of those kids. 
And self-esteem. And self-esteem. Like you matter. I think that we we want our kids to know that they matter. Even when they're making mistakes, they still matter. And um, that's how, by listening to them and by hearing them, that will be the number one way that we can show them that they matter to us. Not just by buying them a car, apparently, you know, <laughs> or, or a suit. That's not enough. <laughs> well, final comment to this, this uh, person who asked us the question. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really, my heart goes out to you, and I know Heidi feels the same way. But when I say you got this, I mean, if you follow this directive that we're talking about, it has largely increased the probability that your daughter is going to reach out for help. Yeah, she may not want to go see a therapist, but if she starts to talk to you, she starts to use the support system around her, and she happens to need a therapist, there wouldn't be much, there's not going to be as much in her way to saying, hey, I may need to see someone. A couple parents emailed me just recently and said, hey, my kid actually hit me up and said, I think I need to go back to therapy. And the parents started to freak out, but luckily they remember our training and said, oh yeah, sure, I mean, I can make that happen. Played it cool, it was like happy that they want to go see therapy, but then scared because they don't know why they want to go. I said, it doesn't matter why they want to go. They're just trying to figure stuff out. Being suicidal, being sad, being insecure, just wanting to be better. There's a lot of reasons to reach out for help. So as you, the, the person asked the question, is thinking about this, you are the bridge between your daughter and therapy, between your daughter and a lot of great places. So make sure that you're giving her the chance to influence you. Well, thank you so much. And if you have a question, um, send it, hit us up in the DMs. That's right. <laughs> you can Going also send us an email um, to, po- to elevatepodcasting.com. Um, you know how to find us, and we would we'd love to be able to uh, answer your question. Can we call like direct, like manic or direct? It's a direct <laughs> message. I'm just kidding. <laughs> direct chaos. You know, DC to DMs. Well, thanks as always for listening to Light the Fight podcast. I'm David. She's Heidi, and we're out. Out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.